it on? Hi. Hey there. All right. Well, welcome, everyone, and welcome, Don, to the Dear Fat You Don't Own Me podcast, episode 13. And today, we are going to be, before we meet Don and talk about her amazing success story, and it is incredible, this podcast is going to be about keto. And if you have been on the keto diet, you probably love it, and that is fine. If you've already been through the keto cycle, then you've learned a lesson, and that lesson is you probably lost really fast and then gained the weight back even faster. Um, And the thing is, whenever anybody loses the weight, they always swear they're not going to gain it back, but you're going to learn in this podcast like why that happens, and you're going to learn how to not fall in that trap again. Um, if you're on the plan right now and you love it, I understand that. People get really excited about that. You're also going to learn how to make adjustments to what you're doing right now. This keto plan has been taking people down this path since the 80s, and it had a different name back then. But you're going to see that uh, this is going to help you a lot. Now, I've been very hesitant to discuss this on these on this podcast because when I talk about keto, the people that are on it, that love it, that praise it, they lose their mind. But guys, this has been around a lot longer than you think it has, and there's information that will help you make a good decision about what to do next. And Don, as we discussed earlier, I'm hoping that you can share some of your thoughts about this as we go. But first, before we do that, let's talk about your stats so that people can know who you are and know why they should even listen to you, because what you have done is pretty amazing. So why don't you share uh, some of your stats with the crew? Like, first of all, how much have you lost? I lost about 65 pounds. And 65 pounds lost. And you you may not know this. Do you know how many weeks you kept it off now? Oh, weeks? No, but it was like mid-April when I hit my uh, goal weight. Yep. So it's been since then. Which actually has been, it's been 27 weeks that you've kept it off. Now, just out of curiosity, when, when is the last time you've lost that much weight? Maybe you have it before. When's the last time you lost that much weight and kept it off for that long? Never. <laughs> What's the most you've ever lost? Um, probably like 20, maybe 30 pounds. Really? How, how many yeah. times? Um, gosh, three or four. I've been on a roller coaster for many 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 years that's weird nobody ever says that to me nobody ever says yeah i've been on every diet and i go up and down that's the first time i've ever heard that that's amazing (laughs) they obviously that is the way everybody lives and uh, which is why i wanted to discuss this topic today because this is one of the reasons that people struggle long term and guys i'm telling you if you're doing keto right now and you love it you're going to listen to this and you're going to understand why this is part of the problem, not part of the solution. Now, Don, you've done some pretty amazing things. Like uh, you've done some, some pretty serious bike riding recently. Why don't you mention, why don't you tell me a little, tell us a little bit about that? Um, Yeah. So I started, um, well, I've always enjoyed bike riding, um, but I recently got back into it um, this summer um, and, uh, you know, cause I teach and I'm off in the summer, so I have a lot more time on my hands. Right. Um, so in June, um, I started just going out to the lake and just riding. And, um, in July I took on a challenge, um, to raise money for, um, 
soldier suicide awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, And I went 250 miles just in July. And then I took on another challenge in September um, for childhood cancer and went another 200 miles in September. And over the course of the summer from June through now it's i've i've ridden over 900 miles wow that's amazing now prior to uh you losing the weight you did that too right like you'd wake up in the morning go for a 10 20 mile bike ride you did that all the time right during when i first started the program yeah when you had 65 Um, more pounds on you yeah no 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 i did not do i'm being sarcastic yeah no i oh i know you were being sarcastic it's fine. <laughs> what was your, what was your, what was your uh, exercise routine like prior to that? Um, just a little bit. I was kind of just trying to find my place, honestly. You know, I do a little um, walking or jogging on the treadmill. Um, I do some rowing, get on the Stairmaster, the elliptical, just trying to find my groove. Didn't really know for sure what I, you know, wanted to go forward with what I would really enjoy. You know, that is a really good, I love it that you're saying that because I think that a lot of people end up on this exact path. They kind of wander around trying to figure out, okay, what am I supposed to do? I mean, as we're going to talk about keto today, this is exactly how people get on keto. You know, they just, they're they're trying to figure out what do I need to do? Do I need to like, uh, you know, do I need to eat low fat? Do I need to eat low carbs? Do I need to eat high protein? Do I need to exercise harder? Do I need to start running? And what they do is they get all excited about one thing and maybe they see an article or they talk to a friend that says, oh yeah, you need to do the rowing machine. And next thing you know, they're doing the rowing machine for two or three or four days and their arms get sore. And then they're like, oh, that's too hard. And then they don't exercise for a month after that. And they just continually jump from one thing to the next and never actually find that thing and say, okay, here's my path. So when you bring up that whole path thing, when you started our program, when did you realize, I just figured out, I just found the path. I mean, I just figure out where I need to be. Like how, how far were you into it? You realized this makes sense. Um, well, let's see. I started in um, September last year and I would say probably by like November, December, I really started enjoying running which shocked me because (laughs) I never (laughs) in my I never thought I'd be a runner Um, but I actually enjoy running almost as much as I enjoy bike riding so that's cool um, yeah so this this happens by the way constantly people say oh I'm just not a person that exercises I, I I've never enjoyed it I don't love it and I'll never be that person they always swear that and they say that about running too in fact, one of my favorite examples, there's a guy in the program that just hit goal recently and he'd lost over 200 pounds. And I remember when he started running and he said, you know, I'll never be a runner. Tony, you don't understand. I'm not like this. I've always hated it. And sure enough, you know, he was down a bunch of weight and he called me and, he's, and he said, all right, remember when I said I'd never be a runner? I, I'm actually kind of starting to like it and it's weird. And it just kind of comes on you when, when you do it consistently, doesn't it? Right. Yeah, Good. sure does. Now you have also you're in, you're actually out of town right now, and um, you had mentioned like that you just went and did some shopping. Tell me a little bit about what that happened for everybody that wishes that their size was a little bit s- 
smaller than what it is right now. Start with what was your size before you lost your weight? Before I lost my weight, I was a size 12. It was pretty tight too. Like I was probably almost a 14 to be honest. Right. And, and, uh, we went, uh, yeah, so I'm out of town. We went shopping. I had a, um, some friends with me and, um, uh, we, we go into old Navy and I needed some work pants and we were over there shopping and, and, uh, she said, okay, well, here's a, here's a size, uh, size two. And I looked at her and I said, I can't fit into a size two on a size four. So she hands me the size four. I was like, I better go try these on. So I go try them on and they were too big. So I called her and I said, Hey, so, um, can you bring me those size twos? She <laughs> said, yes, I sure can. So she brings me the size twos and I put the size twos on and they were still too big. <laughs> so I had to call her again for a third time. Do they have zeros? <laughs> she was like, what? I said, yeah, these are too big. I need zeros. So she brings me the zeros and they fit perfect. And I'm still like, I'm still floored that I was able to buy a size zero jean and I've been in maintained since April. So yeah, just, I, I, I can't believe it. That's awesome. Can you imagine like on day one when you started and you know, you got done with the orientation and I said, Hey, you know, at the end of this, you know, you're going to be shopping and you're going to fit into a size zero. Like you probably would have quit the program right there. You just said, no. Nope. Yeah. No, now there's I've no way lied. I would have believed you. No. Yeah, now I've been <laughs> lied to. Now I'm not going to do it. That's, that's totally awesome. Well, wow. you have definitely done some amazing things, and I know there's more to come. We had a lot of fun the other day where, um, remember when we got in trouble at the gym, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> Don, Don, Don and I, Don uh, wanted to work out, and anybody on our program that says, hey, I want to go work out with you one time, in the past, I've always done it. Well, it's getting harder to do it because the gyms don't like it. And when, when I come and I try to teach somebody something. And so we went and did a really hard workout and I just pushed her to show her how hard she could push, which Don can push, man, that girl, you, you work. <laughs> and, uh, sure enough, right after, uh, we left the gym, you got some grief about it because they don't like a trainer coming in and, and, you know, teaching, uh, I got in trouble right. with somebody else that same week. They actually ran, I, I trained somebody that same week and, mm -hmm. Um, I, the, the, one of the guys came running out into the parking lot and as I was driving away and got in front of my car, said, what are you doing What <laughs> at oh my, my gym? I know. I'm like, light wow. up. Wow. Anyhow. All right. Well, let's get to it. So this, um, uh, this keto plan. All right. And uh, you guys, you gotta understand it's not something that is new. This has actually been used since the 1920s successfully to help people with epilepsy by cutting their seizures in half. And that's what happens. They found that if they were to use this keto uh, diet, that uh, people that have seizures, like there were a lot of people that they would see would actually be just cut in half. They'd have 50% <clears throat> less seizures. And it was not only proven to be effective short term, but it was also something that after they got off the keto diet, that people that had seizures would see these results go on. Um, this has also been, the keto diet has also been effective over the years for people with type 2 diabetics to help control their blood sugar. However, when a, some medical facility, and if you look at, say, for example, Johns Hopkins, when they, they have a procedure for this, and when somebody decides that they're going to, when they decide they're going to use this as a treatment for a patient, 
They monitor this very closely by having dietitians and nutritionists involved, and they do regular blood draws to make sure that the treatment that they're using doesn't become dangerous. Now, I ask you this. Is that what adults do when they hear about the keto diet from their, their, their buddy? And, you know, they, somebody tells them, oh, you just need to eat less carbs. And no, I don't think that's what happens at all. What happens is adults do exactly what they would never allow their children to do. And let me show you what I mean. Now, Don, you work in a school, right? You work with kids? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I want you to imagine <laughs> what would happen if you got all the teachers together and you got the principal and you got the, the PE teacher. Do, do kids even have, do they even have PE teachers anymore? Didn't they cut that expense, yeah. by the way? Uh, no, we have PE teachers. All right, good. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot less of that. It seems like Logan was going to school. Uh, PE was mixed with something else. So they called it like, uh, they mixed the term. Like, oh, I can't remember what it was. I, I it was called, it was. it's called Jimzik. Jimzik, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. PE and music mixed together. Jimzik, that's right. It's funny. All right, yeah. well. I want you to imagine that you guys all got together and you pulled the kids in a room and you said, all right, kids, here's the deal. All right, you're all going on the keto diet because the keto diet is awesome. So at school lunches, no more grapes, no more strawberries because these are all carbs, no more mm -hmm. apples, no more oranges, no more bananas, no more fruits, and no more green vegetables because all of these are the carbs that you give up on the keto diet. So from now on at lunch, all you kids are just going to eat meat and fat, which is the keto diet, okay? Mm -hmm. What do you think the parents would do when the kids got home and said, hey, mom, good news, no more bananas and apples, no more fruits and vegetables? What do you think the parents, what would their reaction be if you did that, you made the kids do that? They would flip their lid. They would go crazy, so, wouldn't they? Yep, they sure would. Your phones would be ringing off the, off the hook, and they would go mad, and yet, the moment an adult hears this, they think, well, that makes sense. That's what I need to do. I need to take out all the bananas and apples and fruits and vegetables and all of that green stuff. I need to take that out. And yet, if you were to put it on their kids, they would never agree to it. It's mm -hmm. so crazy that that's the case, but it's true. I now, have never thought about it that way before, ever. Isn't it? I mean, that's... it's so true, though, isn't it? Right. Now, yeah. the long-term studies on this, you'll see that they're lacking, especially for adults. But they do have some for um, epileptic children that have used this to treat their epilepsy. And some of the side effects that happen when you go from changing your main source of energy from glucose, which is just sugar, to fat, which is where keto, uh, where keto gets its energy, some of the side effects include headache and fatigue, and dizziness, and insomnia, and difficulty toler tolerating exercise, and constipation, and this is a big one for kids, slowing growth and nausea. Now, most of these are the side effects that you see with any medicine you take, you know, headache, fatigue, dietness, and all, or, I mean, headache, fatigue, dizziness, and all that. You see that on every medicine, and mm -hmm. a lot of these are only for the first few days <clears throat> after you start the program. Maybe you've heard of also keto breath. Keto breath, some say that when you do keto, you have this awful uh, smelling breath. Some people say it's actually a little sweet, but you actually do also a lot of times see a change in the way your breath is because people don't realize this. When your body breaks down energy, 
your mouth is like a smokestack for a factory. And when it breaks down energy, it's just releasing um, exhaust uh, as it's creating these ketones. And so um, there is a change in your breath. But some of the studies that show the bigger long-term effects to, keti- to ketosis report children um, having compromised bone health and stunted growth. There are studies that show that people that are on keto long-term have high cholesterol. And the one that kills me is kidney stones. Now, Don, have you ever had a kidney stone? No. Okay. I, 10% of the world just makes kidney stones. And unfortunately, I'm one of those people. And I'm, I'm very careful in what I eat. One of the things that I have regularly is lemon because that's something that helps with it. But if you're a person that makes kidney stones, some people just make them. And if you know anybody who has had them, they will tell you, every woman that has a kidney stone will tell you that childbirth is second to the kidney stone. The kidney stone is worse, worse than childbirth. As I realized that I was going to be one of these people that had these, I did some research and I found this one article that explained kidney stones better than anything. And it was an ER doctor. And the ER doctor said, I always know when somebody comes in here with a kidney stone because they're begging me to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you need to know about kidney stones. They are awful. Okay. So. There is proof that it increases that when you have these. Now, here's how keto works. When your fat intake is high and your carbs are low, your liver makes what are called ketone bodies that can be used as energy. The state of being in ketosis is actually common short-term for people that go on low-carb diets for a lot of different reasons, especially like bodybuilders that are trying to cut weight for a contest and other sports like wrestling or something like that, maybe like MMA fighting where they have to cut weight. It is normal for these people for a short term, but it is abnormal to remain in this state long-term and it can be dangerous if not monitored properly. This is not the way that your body wants to get energy. All athletes know that carbohydrates are performance food and are supposed to be your body's main source of energy. If you go to the FD, or I mean the uh, uh, nutrition.gov website, you will see that um, it is recommended that about two-thirds of your energy is supposed to come from carbohydrates because that is your body's natural source of, of using energy. Now, regardless, there are two reasons that people do keto anyhow. One is because they get key quick results. Did you ever try, by the way, did you ever try the keto diet? I did actually a couple times. What happened? Um, I lost weight initially. Um, big results, and, right? And yeah, yeah, big results. And then, um, I don't know. I just got tired of not eating carbs. So I just, I couldn't stick with it. Yep. Um, and you know, and you gain the weight back. Absolutely. So, now you're going to find out why. And this is the thing. This is why people do it regardless of all the everything I mentioned is because you get quick results. But the other reason is because people don't understand what they're doing when they start this because keto has the most perfect marketing name. And this concept of entering this state 
of ketosis creates incredible sound bites for people. When somebody hears, oh, you know, the problem is you need to eat less carbs because then you'll go in ketosis and your body gets better at eating fat. Like it just sounds like that is what I need to do. It is a great marketing name. If this diet was, was called the Kidney Stones Plus Diet, you would never do it. But keto <laughs> is the most marketable name you could possibly. It's just incredible. But far beyond the bad information that, pe- that um, is circulating um, and the information that people don't get about this, and the reason that it um, and, and the fact that this does work so fast, let me I want to show you why people lose so quickly on this and then why they gain it back so quickly. To understand why people why this happens when you're doing keto, you have to understand how marathon running works. Now, if you've ever known a marathon runner, if you've run one, you know that all marathon runners will talk about at mile 17, that's when they hit a wall. The reason that this happens, and I'm not going to get too technical, but there is one term you got to know to understand this. The reason that people hit a wall at mile 17, this happens because your body stores something called glycogen. Now, don't get lost in the weeds on this concept. Okay, Glycogen is just stored energy in your cells, in your muscles, in your liver. That's all it is. It's just stored energy that can be broken down into sugar. When your cells don't have enough energy and they don't store a lot, the reserves of glycogen in your muscles and your liver get used, which depending on your size, that number is generally, they will, some people say, is close to about 2,500 calories that you store in your liver and your muscles. Well, at about mile 17 of running a marathon, those reserves are tapped and the runner feels like they hit a wall because they actually have hit a wall because they're out of those reserves. Okay, now let's go mm-hmm. back to keto. This energy that's in your liver and your muscles is constantly being used and then replaced as you eat more carbs. Once you stop eating carbs, though, or you exercise a lot, like when you do when you run a marathon, well, those reserves can't be replaced easily because eating carbs is what replenishes that. And if they're gone and not being replaced, well, what happens, like this this energy that was that's normally stored in your liver and your muscles it's just not there and so that's why you hit the wall but the thing is is people don't don't know that that energy is not stored by itself in your muscle and your livers it's stored with water now here's the bombshell when you eat less carbs and which is you i mean you're going to eat less just when you're dieting normally, but when you eat less carbs specifically, your body is going to get to a point where it uses those reserves. But as it uses those reserves, it also flushes the water out of your system that is stored with those reserves. And for every one ounce of glycogen that you're using, that stored energy, your body has to store three ounces of water to hold it. So when the reserves are used, the water goes too. When the person finally gets on the scale, when they're doing the keto diet, they get on the scale and they're like, whoa, I lost four pounds in a week. And I'm guessing that when you were doing keto, you probably had some big weeks like that, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why people get addicted to it, which some of that's going to be fat. But again, that ratio is three to one. So a lot of that is going to be water as well. 
This, by the way, is also one of the reasons that probably one of the reasons that people get more kidney stones, because if you do any research and learn about this, you'll see that when they talk about kidney stones, you need to be hydrated all the time. And when you're getting rid of that water, you're, you're releasing that from your system, which means you're not going to be as hydrated. Now, mm -hmm. of course, you know what happens next on once you start eating the carbs again, as fast as you were losing the weight, you gain it back just as fast, don't you? Yes. And you can probably see why now. And the reason is because as you were getting rid of those reserves, which was getting rid of the water, once you get start eating carbs again, your body starts to refill on the water. So you get on the scale and maybe you only gained a pound of fat because you had a rough week, but you get on the scale and you're up four pounds because you replenished the water with the reserves. And this is why people struggle so much when they do the keto diet, because you lose really fast and you gain really fast. And as you said a second ago, at some point, you're going to be not eating bread and not eating grapes and not eating strawberries. And you're going to be sitting there thinking, my gosh, this sucks. Like I want a mm -hmm. piece of bread. I mean, isn't that, it, it was that when, when you think of the times where you fell off the diet, mm -hmm. was that your food or what was it? It anything. I, I love carbs. Oh my gosh. Like bread, pasta, potatoes, especially like all that stuff. I'm like, this is not, it's not meant for me. And yeah. I cannot tell you. Tony, how many times I've had this conversation since I've lost all my weight. Um, I've, I had somebody ask me, um, well, what did you, did you have to give up a bunch of carbs? Like, you know, what, you know, what was your diet like? Or if they see me eating um, something that has carbs, and, oh, you can eat that and you still lost all your weight. I just look at them like they're crazy. Like what? Yeah, I can have this stuff. I can have whatever I want. <laughs> you know what's great about that now that you've just said that? And that's why I'm doing this now because everybody thinks this is the answer. And they don't understand why it's not. This is a treatment for epilepsy. This is not a long-term diet. Now what's going to happen when you have these conversations, you're, um, you're going to be able to say, you know what? <laughs> I actually did a podcast on this a couple of days ago. <laughs> you just need yeah. to go listen to this. Right. But, now you can see why it, you get this short-term success and then you have this huge swing the other direction as you start packing the weight on faster than and – you, and, and people get so confused because they think – they get on the scale and they're like, my gosh, you know, like how did I gain five pounds this week? There's no way I ate, ate five pounds of food over and above what I needed and it's so confusing and it just totally – demoralize you demoralizes you in the exact opposite proportion of that you were motivated when you lost the four or five pounds you know when you were kind of cheating the system because you know your body was getting rid of that water and you thought it was getting rid of fat mm -hmm. but yeah eventually you're going to get to that point guys if you're on the carb diet where you're going to want to eat a piece of bread and that's the thing that i always hear i want to eat bread or you're going to want to was... eat yeah go ahead I, sorry, I was once talking to somebody and um, he was talking about how he, um, you know, he was doing really well because he was on keto and, um, and then he said, but I just, he said, I just have, I have a lot of trouble because 
I do really great during the week. And then on the weekends, it all like it all reverses itself because, you know, they go out to eat or whatever. And he just he starts he loads up on carbs on the weekends. Yeah. And then he has to start all over again. And it's this constant roller coaster. Now, when you started our program, what foods did I tell you you could not eat? Um, There was nothing I couldn't eat. Yep. And that's important that you guys understand that as you're listening to this, because if you're going to maintain your weight long term, if you're going to lose and actually keep the weight off long term, it's actually important that you don't give up carbs unless there's a medical reason that you have to do this, Mm -hmm. because eventually you're going to want to eat them. And it makes so much more sense for you to eat the foods that you want and learn to eat those foods and learn to be in control because then when you get to goal, you're not shocking the system. You can still go out and eat bread. You can still go out and have a piece of cake. You can still go out and eat stupid foods sometimes because you're going to want them. Now, there's one other problem that uh, with, uh, with doing the keto diet that a lot of people don't take into account. Because the losses are abnormally bigger than they should be, I mean, pretty much everybody knows that you're supposed to lose one to two or two and a half pounds per week if you're doing something that makes sense. Well, when you get on the keto diet, you're going to have weeks where you're going to lose four or five pounds, sometimes several weeks in a row, which we now know a good chunk of that is water. Well, you get this unrealistic picture of what dieting is supposed to look like. It's not realistic for somebody to lose four or five pounds a week unless they're exercising for six hours a day, which is also unhealthy because you're going to mess up your joints. But you get this unrealistic picture of I need to lose four or five pounds a week, which throughout your life, if you accidentally end up on the right plan like ours, and then you start losing two pounds a week, well, what happens is you think you're a failure because sometime way back, you know, when you were on the keto plan and you lost four pounds a week and you think that's what you're supposed to be doing. So your whole life, you could be losing two pounds a week and you're killing it because it's actual fat. And you're thinking you're a failure because it wasn't the four pounds that you got used to. And so there's a physical aspect to this, but there's also a mental, a mental aspect that people carry with them from one diet to the next for the rest of their life. Yeah. I remember when I started, um, I would get really frustrated um, on weeks when I lost the normal amount, one and a half to two pounds. And, and initially like that bothered me because, you know, the first week, a lot of people, I think generally lose quite a bit just because you're, you have that change in your diet. Anything Um, can happen the first week. Right. 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 And it took me a little while to get, beyond that to realize that okay it's okay for me to only lose the one and a half to two pounds a yep. week. what would you say you averaged uh while you're the whole time while you're losing i think my average was actually higher than most women um if i remember you telling me correctly <laughs> i think i was i think i averaged almost three pounds uh, if you look back, okay, you will see that your average was closer to two pounds over the whole time. Was it? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Over the, over the whole time. But our number is one to two and a half. That's what we're trying to lose. You worked out a little bit harder than everybody else, I, I, than most people do. I really believe that because <laughs> you really push yourself. And, and like two pounds a week is 
for somebody that really works hard is a very normal number when they finally get to the end. And yeah. And, and the thing is that makes sense. And that's something that's sustainable. And that's something where you're actually learning to maintain instead of doing something like shocking your body by starving yourself of the, of something that it absolutely needs, which is its main source of energy, which is carbs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's my favorite cool. food that I ended up eating. And I, I would have probably three or four baked potatoes every week. And that just, that sh like I said, it shocked people. You can have that. I know. Potato. That's the way everybody feels. Yeah, and and what they it. say is, because here's another bad word that people have assigned to potatoes. They're like, how can you eat that? Potatoes are starches. Well, anybody that just mm -hmm. had that thought, potatoes are starch, what does that actually mean? Guys, remember, potatoes come from the ground. They come from the earth. People have survived off of these for years. Potatoes are super high in fiber, which are great for your body. If you, when they talk about adding colors to your foods, potatoes have two colors. They have white and they have brown, and both of them have a different uh, vitamin and mineral profile that are just fantastic for you. Potatoes aren't bad for you. They're good for you. They're health food. And so here you are eating potatoes. And now when you go to the doctor, what does the doctor say? Oh, my gosh. We looked in your bloodstream, and there's just giant potatoes floating around. You got a week to live. Is that what the doctor said when you went to the doctor? No. What did he say? He, sorry, can you repeat the question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you went to the doctor, what did the doctor say when, uh, after you lost your weight? Did he see a bunch of uh, potatoes oh. floating in your bloodstream? Or oh, what did yeah. he say? Yeah, he saw so many potatoes. He said, you have to stop eating those right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have those potatoes. No, what did he say? Uh, what did your blood work look like? What did your health my look blood like? Work, my blood work is perfect. There's yeah. nothing wrong. My, he was actually, he told me that my blood work was that of a teenager. Yep. A teenager in a size zero. Guys, unless there's a, me <laughs> unless there's a medical reason. You don't have to give up carbs. You don't have to give up starches. You don't have to do some crazy plan that you wouldn't let your kids do. When you think about getting on the keto plan, unless there's a medical reason, you have to understanding that you are officially rewiring your brain to no longer be able to actually see that a two-pound loss is good, not bad. When you get on the keto plan, you're starving yourself of foods that you would not let your kids stop eating. When you get on the keto plan, there's a chance that you're increasing the odds of you getting kidney stones and other serious issues like, like growth issues. And you're increasing the odds of gaining and losing very fast, which is, which is awful. Both the losing and the gaining, it, when you gain that back, it's so painful, which perpetuates this process of being on this diet roller coaster forever, which is something that we don't do. On our plan, it's very simple. What we do is we get control of the foods that you're already eating so that you lose weight, which helps you maintain later on. You do a moderate amount of exercise so that you're improving your health. And there's no crazy shakes or pills or any of that. It's everything that makes sense so that you're not on this diet roller coaster forever. Yeah, and I've, I have never been able to maintain a weight loss and for as long as I have, and it even hasn't, I mean, it hasn't even been that long. So, I mean, I'm already just being able to experience what it's like to just be thin and happy and still learning. 
how to manage it, but it's, it, it will come. I know I just have to be patient. Well, and you the thing is you're doing it all, you're doing it all right too. And you know, anybody that does end up on our program, the one thing that Don would tell you for sure is that when you use us to solve those problems, because you have unlimited access to us, and Don, how many questions would you say you asked during the time that you were losing and maintaining? If you were to just guess what that number was, what would you guess? Oh, 100. <laughs> I, I would guess, I'd yeah. guess more. A lot. Maybe I, I would more. say hundreds. But, hundreds. But yeah, I would. Yeah. I'd probably, yeah. probably a couple hundred would be my guess. Yeah. But the point is, that's how you learn to solve these problems. And you don't end up following some crazy plan that, that somebody's telling you they should do because they lost four pounds one week. Well, Don... Now, officially, whenever somebody is confused about keto, like I hadn't even thought about this till you said that, you're going to be able to say to them, I have great news. If you go listen to this, you're going to be more clear on this than you've ever been. Just go listen. That is uh, so fantastic because (laughs) I, I talk to so many people that have that um, concept in their brain because that's what everybody tries to do well not everybody but a lot of people i know um, it's, like, it's the go-to it, it's just yeah it is all right well thank you thank you very much for taking this time is there any advice you want to give everybody before we hang up just uh, just to make sure that you are always asking questions i can't stress that enough i it took me a little while before i was comfortable with asking questions but once I did, it became easy and, um, it, you know, I never felt like I was making you guys work harder or anything like that, even though I would apologize to you a lot for asking <laughs> questions, but I just, um, I, I learned so much about the, the diet, about myself by asking all those questions. Yeah, no, that's the way that it works. That really is why this program works. It really does. And every time you apologize when you ask a question, I would tell you, Don, stop apologizing. I want to get sick of hearing your voice. That's what I would say, right? Right. Yeah. All right, good. Hey, thank you for taking this time. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast, and we'll talk to you on the next one. See you, Don. Thanks.